go. Hi, and welcome back to Straight from the Dugout. And this week, to start off the episode, I'm bringing in a guest, and he's going to introduce himself. Hello, everyone. I am Chase Avery. I am co-host of Bases Loaded Podcast, also on WNTH 88.1 FM. Uh, it's great to be here. I'm a huge Sox fan and a huge baseball fan, and I'm, re- I'm excited and ready to get started. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Um, So to start off, I just wanted to, you know, ask you about your thoughts on the final game of the World Series and if you think it should have ended the way that it did. Yeah, a lot went down in the last game, the last World Series. Um, We did talk about a little bit on my other podcast how uh, Blake Snell getting pulled, got pulled a little bit early, could have gone a little bit longer. Um, Ray's offense was just not getting anything going, so I feel like the Dodgers were going to win that game all along. They were just shutting him down, could not produce any base runners at all, so... I feel like there wasn't that much of um there wasn't that much that could have been different really kind of played out how I thought it was going to play out so uh yeah okay um so coming into the world series who would who did you think was going to win uh I thought the Dodgers were, were gonna win in six games that's what I had uh most of the other people had Dodgers in five I had Dodgers in six I thought the Rays were going to win at least two games, and they did. Uh, that Brett Phillips winner was definitely crucial. Um, game four, very exciting to watch. But, yeah, I thought the Dodgers were going to go win in six. I did not see the Rays getting to the World Series in my first predictions of just the playoffs in general. I thought it was going to be Yankees-Dodgers, but it's not shape up to be that way. But it was really fun to watch the Rays play in the postseason this year. Yeah, um, Going back to that, um, what were your reactions about Game 4? Because I know that that was a big turnaround for the Rays. Yeah, I watched it in my friend's basement in his movie theater. We watched the whole game. Had some Chick-fil-A. It was a really nice game to watch. It was pretty fun. Um, Yeah, I mean, the whole game, it was going back and forth there. Last three, four innings, it was just hits after hits. Um, And then... The Rays looked like momentum was kind of swinging their way up until the very end where they were down with two strikes on Brett Phillips. And you thought Kenley Jansen, you you know, used to be an amazing closer, thought you'd think he'd shut him down easily. Uh, Brett Phillips had not had a hit the whole postseason up to that point. Uh, shoots one to the right center gap. Mookie Betts botches, botches it, my bad. And, um, yeah, that was just a crazy ending. Will Smith not catching the ball at home, Randy tripping, arguably one of the most craziest plays ever in, a, in an MLB postseason. Yeah, because of that game, did it affect your views of your predicted outcome, or were you staying solid with your prediction? No, I thought the Dodgers were going to still win it. Um, you know, the Rays did get a little bit more momentum, but I think the Dodgers overall roster is just better than the Rays and it's a set in MLB you know seven game series there's a lot of game four you need to win four games and Dodgers just have that much better of a team where I feel like they would win in four games pretty easily yeah circling back to the rosters uh who were your star players on both of the teams that you saw really shine through during the games 
Yeah, for sure. Well, Blake Snell pitched pretty amazing. Uh, he had nine strikeouts before he got pulled. Randy is it leads a bunch of different stats for like postseason home runs. Uh, he's over Pablo Sandoval for all time postseason home runs. So Randy definitely stood out. Uh, he's in his early twenties and he's just going to be a star. He only he's only getting paid less than the league minimum, I think. So because he's still on his rookie contract, but he was definitely someone that was really fun to watch. Mookie Betts with that crucial home run in Game Six. That was what really sealed the deal for the Dodgers, I feel like. And Corey Seager, World Series MVP, he was probably the best player um, in the World Series. So, Yeah. Um, how do you feel about Clayton Kershaw and his pitching outings during the World Series? Yeah. Uh, so in the past, Clayton Kershaw hasn't had the best go at it um, in the postseason, but this year... I wouldn't say this year, the start of the postseason, he was a little bit rocky, but um, he gained composure and he definitely pitched a lot better this postseason, this postseason than he did um, in his previous one. So he was definitely a part of the Dodgers' success in this postseason. Yeah. Um, how I want to go to um, how you think that MLB handled COVID for the 2020 season because you know, it was very unexpected and we weren't super prepared for it. How do you think that the MLB did? Yeah, well, at this, if we go back to the start of the season, you had that Marlins outbreak. Actually, before that, Juan Soto for the Nationals was, I think, the first player to test positive for Corona. That was at the very beginning of the season. Nationals didn't really have anyone else on their team test positive, so that was good. Um, there was a little bit of a scare there with the Marlins. They had a, they couldn't play for like two weeks, um, but they wound up getting in, I'm pretty sure, all their games in the regular season, and they wound up beating the Cubs in the postseason. So um, that was really fun to watch. Uh, but COVID-wise, yeah, that was a little bit scary, but I think the MLB handled it well with the Marlins. And with the Cardinals, they couldn't play for almost like three, like they couldn't play for a very long time. And they didn't get all their games in. They, I think they got like 58 games in. But um, there, there really wasn't much that they could do because players still – there, there's no bubble. There was no bubble in the MLB season, uh, unlike the NBA. So players could still go out and about. You know, they'd recommend staying in the hotel, but they couldn't really enforce it that well up until the postseason. So I, th- I think the MLB did what they could. Um, players and staff all had to test multiple times, like every three days. So, yeah, I feel like the MLB did, handled it well up until like the Justin Turner. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. What are your opinions on it? Yeah, they. so they're still doing like an investigation about it. Um, there's rumors that the MLB knew, knew about his positive test um, in the second inning. And the Dodgers didn't pull him till the seventh or eighth inning, I think it was. Yeah. So th- those are just rumors, but if those are true, that's very poor on the MLB side. But, and then he went in the clubhouse after he tested positive, and somehow, I don't know where he was, they said they had, they had him isolated, but he somehow found his way back into the field post-game. Uh, I feel like the MLB could have handled that way better. 
Um, and I think we still have yet to hear a statement from them, but it'll be interesting to see what they say. Yeah. Um, because of the 2020 season, what do you think is going to happen with the 2021 season? Do you think that they're going to push it back maybe a month to give them a little bit of a leeway between the off season and the 2021 season? Yeah. So, I mean, spring training is in like in April and whatnot. So I think it's kind of hard to tell right now um, with COVID. The cases are spiking in a lot of different places, including Illinois right now and a lot of places in the Midwest. But some other places like New York City, they're doing very well with COVID cases because they got hit hard um, at the beginning of the pandemic. So it's really hard to tell from this from right now. But I feel like we will get more clarity later on. And who knows, maybe there's a vaccine by the time they can be administered to the players before next season or whatnot. So fingers crossed they can start on time. And um, yeah, but I know other sports around the league, like the NBA, there was rumors that they were going to start Christmas Day. And then that got pushed back to um, January 15th or something like that. But they're also in a bubble. And even in a bubble, they're still getting pushed back for next season. So, we'll see. Do you think the MLB should have done a bubble system rather than what they had done? That would have been extremely difficult to do, mm-hmm. um, given, you know, there was a lot, lot in baseball, it's hard. Um, no domes, or, like, there's so many players. Yeah. Basically, so many players compared to, like, the NBA. Play and they were in the playoffs. The NBA playoffs, there was like no play. Like, there's what, fifteen men in a yeah, roster. Yeah, they like whatnot. cut their teams and MLB, down. It's, yeah, and so all those players in MLB also like have families and whatnot, and that would be a very long time to be without your families and whatnot. You know, sixty game season is still a lot. So, I don't think they could have done a bubble. No. Yeah. Um, so speaking about the 2021 season, who are your top three free agents and where do you think that they're going to end up possibly? Top three free agents. That's a, that's a really good question. Trevor Bauer is definitely number one. Yeah. He was, he's going to be the NL Cy Young. So I'm going to put him at number one. The, the free agency class this year isn't that strong. Mm-hmm. I really don't know. Number two, I really I really like James McCann. Uh, he's a, the backup catcher for the White Sox, but he could be a starter on any other team, really. So he's definitely up there. He didn't have a, as good of a season this year as he did last year, but he's definitely going to be a really solid catcher for any t- team. And uh, hmm. I'm trying to think. A lot of players have opt like opt-in clauses, like – team uh team options like anthony rizzo so like the cubs are obviously going to pick that up so he's not he's technically like a free agent but the cubs are going to pick up his options so number three there is kind of shaky so i'm not really sure who to put there yet yeah i know uh this year's free agents aren't going or in my opinion aren't that as strong as what we have coming in as to next year with javier baez and a couple other players that potentially could help other teams and make them stronger. 
Yep. Um. I agree. Yeah. Uh, now, um, who do you think, I know, uh, of this year, um, any team, maybe your favorite team, the Sox, uh, who really shined through for you and what were your big fan moments? So for the White Sox this year, Luis Robert, the number one prospect in baseball who played this year at center field, he absolutely mashed. Um, I think he only hit around 260, but as a rookie, he really stood out only like 20, 21 years old. So he's extremely young, um, was a huge prospect coming up, and he was absolutely like ex- so exciting to watch. Robbed homers, hit for power against the A's. He hit a home run about like close to 480 feet, and that was really fun to watch. So him the whole season was arguably my favorite player to watch on the Sox this year. Lucas Giolito, their ace um, pitcher, who was a Cy Young candidate last year, uh, he's he was really fun to watch as well. Um, other younger players like Dylan Cease, another pitcher, who had some really good quality starts this year, and he's going to be a star in the future. So um, he's kind of a a shorter guy, just over six foot, I think, but he can really throw the ball pretty hard. Hits a hundred. Garrett Crochet also, who is pitch, who the Sox drafted this year and was like the fat, one of the fastest players to ever get to the majors. He was throwing over a hundred miles per hour and that was really fun to watch. Yeah. And, um, where do you want to see the Sox go in the 2021 season? Well, I feel like at this point, it's kind of, I don't want to say all or nothing, mm-hmm. but the White Sox have been rebuilding since 2015 and 2016. So they're, ever since that sale trade. So it's really, they're pushing to contend now. Uh, last year, this year, they weren't, you know, they were expecting to win, but really weren't expecting to make a deep playoff run. And they didn't, but hopefully their young players can progress a little bit more, get a little bit stronger, can hit, and they're being mentored by Jose Abreu. So I feel like this year is really going to be a lot more fun to watch. And this year, was re- they were really fun to watch. So it gets me really excited to talk about the future. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming on here and talking with me today. Um Thank you so much for coming on here today and listening to episode four of Straight from the Dugout. I had lots of fun filming and got to talk about some interesting topics. Don't forget to follow to stay tuned and listen in next Friday for episode five.